If you need a new roof or a repair, Easton Roofing will take care of you. Estimates are always free and suggestions are built on integrity. Visit EastonRoofing.com for more information. Get back to business faster with Easton Roofing. Easton Roofing. Integrity matters. Unbelievable exchange just took place right in front of my eyes. Jeff walks in, taking a tremendous amount of heat from Mark Bowrichter about the Chiefs winning. And then Jeff looks up at the television and sees the final score from the Texas Tech-Kansas game. And Jeff says, what the hell happened last night? And uh, Nate looked at Jeff with a straight face and said, oh, terrible officiating. <laughs> Jayhawks, Jayhawks, yeah. Jayhawks, it's five versus eight down in Lubbock. Yep. And so, you Usually know, the I other just, way around. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's all the refs. These damn officials. Mm. <laughs> and then Jeff said, what, what did, what did, what did, uh, why did Bill Self get that out of the game? Yeah. like, because he wanted to. He'd seen enough. <laughs> he was, he like, like, like Nate wanted to change the channel, but he couldn't. I did. You know? I went, I went back to watching the Super Bowl. And <laughs> what, at what point did you? Half the time. Oh, really? What was yeah. the score at no. halftime? What was the score at halftime? Down by 10, 10 11, something like that. Let, let me tell you about let me explain the duality of man. Mm-hmm. You have this guy. Who shuts the game off mm. at halftime? It was, it was sometime Ten in the points. second half. Well, was, you said what you said yeah, halftime. It was, it was, no, I mean, it was sometime in the second half when they I started wasn't with you. You wide, told me half yeah. to whatever. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking back to but, that. And then look through that looking glass right there. Mm. You have this guy, which at some point Kansas cut it to ten. And he goes all in live betting on Kansas in the second half. Oh, they're coming back now. <laughs> I, not made, only, I made three different live bets during not, that game. Not only continuing to watch it, but but putting money <laughs> that Kansas is going to win it. Investing yeah. in it. So, yeah, in, investing heavily in it. Called a problem, I, right? I turned it off when it was 51 to 33. So, uh, so you tell me. Half. Don't bet your heart is like the, the general rule. <laughs> I don't know what Gamblers. he was betting. Uh, I, I thought, hey, they... I got what it. Did you t- think? Ten and a half. I'm like, they can, they can get it into single digits. And then they went up, I think, by 14. And then the line was like 13 and a half. I was like, okay. They're going to cut it inside the double uh, double digits. They're going to lose by seven, maybe eight. So the line changes as the game goes yeah. on? Yeah. So as they went down, the line moves. Like, so they went down 16, and then it was 15 and a half. Doesn't that sound like quite an experience? Oh my God. Right and there. that's when I stopped. So I got it, you know. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad there was a breaking point for you. But you know what's crazy? I, I was watching what they reported that this Super Bowl was the most watched TV show of all time. Yeah. Which every Super Bowl usually is that. Right. But somebody made a good point. I was watching one of those financial shows. Cause I stopped watching sports after the AFC Championship game. I just do not turn the TV on because it's just mm-hmm. too much, which is why I didn't know what Kansas did. And they made a good point about betting and how because you can bet during the games now, that, oh, yeah. that drives up oh, hell the yes. viewership. Yeah. And people and stick people with stay it. around, yeah, yeah, even if it's a blowout. Right, right, right. That, that, that guy, guy right there. Yeah. Put, put, him on some, put him on some financial shows. He'll explain it all. 50 man of the Jake's out there. Yeah. I didn't that, even thought about that. That's about, a scary thought, isn't it? Let's go to this man in yeah. uh, Kansas City. Uh, we'll call him Jake. I just locked him in at 15 and a half. So the prop, have, Kansas is going to turn it around yeah, any minute. So I can feel it. bets during the games change, too? Yeah. Wow. I'm so, I don't gamble, so I have no clue about this yeah. stuff. That's why I switched back to gamble. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Because all I care about is whether or not KU wins. And when it was 51-33, I was like, that, that, they're not winning. And so like, I'm not having fun watching this, so I'm going to watch the Super Bowl back. So, like, the over-under and the, the straight line is just boring the, to the, you. The line moves. Like, that's well, just like, ah, who does that stuff anymore? Well, I mean, like, you know, it, like when the, the underdog takes the lead, then the, the favorite team gets points. So, I mean, it flips. I mean, it, it follows the game. Mm-hmm. Jeff, he does it all. No, nothing's boring to him wow. about the betting process. <laughs> he does the Good. traditional and non-traditional. He does it all. He's here to educate us on right. all those things. I'm old school. I remember back in the right. day, you just go up to the to the window oh, yeah. and you'd get your money in before oh, he's the happy. game started. Right? He's happy to do that anymore. too. Uh, yeah. gonna... I mean, I had a bookie for a long time. Well, there but, it is. You know, oh, probably wow. not yeah. necessary to. He's in a little bit of trouble. Divulge that on the air, but go ahead, open book, I guess. Um, hey, Jeff, welcome to the show. How are hey, you? Uh, Jeff, uh, when are you going back to Vegas? Never. Anytime soon? Never. <laughs> quick, quick weekend? Never. No. Eight days in Vegas. And wow. No, why did you say that? What happened? Five days too many. Uh, yeah. What the hell happened I, 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 in I, I, Vegas where you now you turn your nose up and a chance well, to go up there? It, it, it's like it, I hate to, like, complain about a nice business trip. Everybody sure. would kill to go to the Super Bowl. I get that. But it's like Vegas is not one of my favorite cities. I don't gamble. Uh, no, I can't gamble. You can't gamble even if you did gamble. So it's like I couldn't even step foot in a sports book. That's, that's one of the NFL rules. Like, no what? gaming, no point slot machines, no going into a sports book. Good thing and, I don't work for CBS anymore. Did you at least go to, like, like the Adele show or the boxing I match? Did the did did I did, did not do that. I did not do that. But, I, but I, in my hotel, the Cosmopolitan, the sports book was at the far end of the hotel near uh, the Strip uh, by, by Starbucks. And so I was going to Starbucks one day, and I was saw a big screen TV up there. I think KU might have been playing. It was on a Monday or a Tuesday. And I looked up, and I was like, oh, who's playing? Let me go walk in here and see what's happening. Didn't even realize it was a sports book. Like usually in a bigger hotel, Uh-oh. it's like clearly marked. Mm-hmm. Like you have like a zillion TVs yeah. in there and a bunch of chairs and yeah, booths. And like, ropes. Yeah, this was not that way. So I'm like, I step over this. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm about to get fired. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes the security coming down. Um, Why did you want to go to the Sphere? That looked like that might have been uh, fun. Uh, uh, I think Chad went over there. Yeah, yeah, Lebo, Lebo yeah. was there. And you Adele know, played the night before uh, you, too. Yeah, well, I had other stuff going on that you night. You working or you know, something? It was during the day. Uh, give, me, give me something you it did. Was like what, was, what was the best thing you did that wasn't Oh, uh, Best thing I did? Well, I, I always enjoy NFL honors. That's always a fun night. So we would. Uh, my girlfriend came in on Wednesday, and we went over there on Thursday. And that's it's fun because it's a lot of people you you know you knew back in the day that you covered, so, you know, and people who are obviously – Playing, who were a big deal, and, and the coaches and the the G, everybody who's there is in, a, is in a very good mood. Everybody's dressed up. You know, I was talking to Mike Tomlin for a little bit. Uh, I, I ran to Michael Vick on the way in. You know, it's just it's just cool to see people that you've spent a lot of time around and you've gotten to know. And it's really more about the relationship part of it than it is about uh, what are you guys doing in the off season or how do you think the year went. Those kind of questions. It's just it's just a lot of fun. And then, you know, the show is. Goes for a couple hours. Uh, Key, Michael, Keenan, Michael Key. That's the guy's name. Yeah, was he good? Yeah, he was all right. It wasn't great, but it was. Yeah, but he was funny, and you know they did a lot of bits, and it's that's probably my favorite thing to do because it's such a low key thing. And but trust me, I got friends. I got a coworker on Sunday after the game, and uh, it was literally everybody's wiped out. The the big secret about the media at by the end of the Super Bowl was like everybody's ready to go home. Oh, the yeah. second half starts, you, you were out there. Oh, and, and you're, my, you're, you're ready to go. I, I was nine days in Miami, yeah. and I had the same thing. I got back, and I, and go ask, when you see Lebo, say, hey, when are you going to go to Miami again? He'll look at you, never, never, ever again. <laughs> and it's nothing against Miami, yeah. but nine days in Miami, and you remember that Super Bowl, yeah. the, the construction and the traffic 
yeah. was horrific, and everything was spread far apart. The best thing we did that week is we went to the Heat game to see my friend Lorenzo. Remember, we went to, yeah, we went yeah, to the yeah, Heat yeah, game? Yeah, that, that, was, that was fun. That stuff is really That fun. was great, yeah. but that had nothing to do with the Super Bowl. We just went to the Heat Celtics game mm. and had a blast, but we got away from everything. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yep. But like all the Super Bowl stuff was like... Boy, this is yeah. a, this is enough. Yeah. Like I like being on Radio Row, but like the last day, I'm like, can we get to this game? And then we stayed up all night and broadcast nine days down. It takes it takes Everybody. the life out of you, They're, and it's you great. Prepare for it, yeah. And that's why people ask, "Hey, you going to this?" I'm like, you know what? I'm good. I went, <laughs> I went, I went to that one. Now, for me, time zone means a lot as well. Mm-hmm. I don't need to go to Vegas and you know and start the show two hours. I don't need to be starting the show at four a.m. That's why New Orleans. That's a honey That's pot. All you. That offers that offers me a lot. There's a lot for me. Yeah. I'm already gearing up. Where you I'm going to start training like it's a fight for 12 months yeah. and get myself in tip top yeah. shape. I already told Susan you're going to go down there and you're going to have to watch over me. But together we will tackle New Orleans and hopefully the Chiefs will be there. Because yeah. if they're not, I'm not going. I will say the best part when you go to that game and a, a team is from your city that's in there. You know, is that you see a lot of people you know. And so that was really the best the best part of the week. I think about it. I got to have dinner and lunch with a lot of friends. Got to see Lebo probably. Got to see Lebo for a little bit when he was running around. But you realize, like you know, again, I do this for a living. It's a great job. It's I've been to like twenty five Super Bowls. Wow. And, and I don't take for granted like when like when you guys got to go the first time. What it means for you to be there, or what it means for my friends to go, or to be in the game. It's just you kind of. You lose track of that, so it's fun to see their excitement and their joy when, when they're there. It's and I, I know. Look, you you get the rep for you know picking against the Chiefs or whatever else. We'll remind everyone you picked the Chiefs to beat the Forty ers Thank you. And you do, and, and and your son is a huge. How old's your boy now? Eleven. Loves the Chiefs. Yeah. It's one of those deals. Like if you're eleven years old and you're in Kansas City. Pretty good to be good a, time. Pretty good to be a football fan. You'll, you know, you'll sign up for that. A little different than Nate and I growing up in Kansas City. You know, the Royals were where it's at, but yeah. the Chiefs didn't give you a whole lot. Especially when, when I was eleven. No, no, you know there was yeah. that was a lengthy playoff drought. But um, so let's just start off by and I, there's certain things, moments in the show, like over the years that I remember. Because sometimes I'll say stuff and I'll think, oh, God, what that sounds so stupid. Why did I say that? I was very emotional. And it was it was you were in studio. And this was after the Chiefs lost to the Patriots in overtime in the AFC Championship game. And I was uh, wounded. I was a wounded animal. Was, Jake knows a wounded animal. There's a lot of things about a wounded animal that, that could happen. Um, and And... You had had been saying throughout the season and into the postseason that the defense it's going to catch up with them. The defense is going to catch up with them. And I was belligerent. I was like, no, the, the, you know. When you're a wounded animal, how do you come? You come angry. You you come. I came angry. And Nate, right? Yeah, you were Bruce there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Bruce Weber. Bruce, Bruce Weber. Weber. Of course. I mean, is it? Do you yep. disagree with that? Nope. Sentiment. Thank you. He was coming angry. Absolutely. And when you're I, a wounded animal, how do you come? You come angry. You you come. But but I, and, and but oh. you you had kept saying that. You know, you said that it, it, it's going to catch up with him. The defense is going to and, and it. 
ultimately caught up with them, and they lost that championship game. But then I, you know, so then I, I don't know whether it was I was trying to make myself feel better or I really believed it. I guess I really believed it because I said it. And I, I, well, that now they've gone through this horrible, heartbreaking loss, and now you know, and I thought at the time Brady's going to be gone. And they're, 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 it's going to be, they're going to be a dynasty. They're going to own the, the NFL for the next decade. And me, we were, get, we were getting, he, what do you think they can do? What do you think they can actually do? And I thought about it, and I always regretted saying this, but now I go, they can win four of the next six. Yeah. And you, and you're like, come on, I said, no, I think they can win four of the next six. And Jake was even, you know, Jake, yeah, you know, because he's, he, he's my enabler. You know, which yeah. he needs sometimes to be the opposite, but that's okay. And Nate, you just were part of this. But I said they could win four of the next six, and I left that. I go, God, why didn't I just say they could win like two of the next four or something like that? They won the next one. They didn't win two, and I'm thinking, well, that'll never happen. Now they won two, and as crazy as that prediction was, if they win one next year, that's four of the next six. You're back in the game, huh? but I mean, but still, to even. Have that as a possibility now. It's Jeff. You're the one that always talks about how hard it is to win in the NFL. How yeah. things have to go the right way. Yeah. Everything from staying healthy to the balls bouncing the right way. How many fumbles did the Chiefs have in this Super Bowl? Four or five. Four. There were seven oh. fumbles total. They had four. How many did they have? I thought five. They had, they had five. They had five. Nat Niners had two. They had no. The ball was on the ground seven times. Right. They got it six times. But 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 yeah, the Chiefs. I think they had five fumbles and only lost one. Yeah. And that goes to Andy's comment. It's a funny shaped football. Sometimes it's gonna bounce your way. It's hard to win. But just Dre Greenlaw, we're on the field, <sighs> tearing his Achilles. Wow, on I the field, still can't wow. believe that. I've never seen anything like that. I still that. can't believe that. <laughs> That's crazy. I still can't believe that. But you covered the NFL for how long? Since nineteen ninety six. Okay, so. So you, years. you 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 were covering the last time that uh, a team won back to back. Yep, I covered it two times. Speak just overall to the to the difficulty. Just if, if this is just what it is, yeah. this run oh, yeah. three out of five. How remarkable that is! It's look. It's you go back to January first, and I would say this was beyond anybody's imagination. <laughs> So it's like that alone gives you a sense of of where it's at. But yeah, I mean, just the uh, they're in a historic group now. They were, um, you know, you don't win back to backs just because you're talented. You win it because you get some breaks. You get it because you're very savvy. You're very experienced. And that that to me was a takeaway from the Chiefs this season is that they weren't they weren't the best team on Sunday. They were the, the Niners are the better team, but they were the they were playing better. And they knew how to win in these moments. And they've recognized, I think, the consistent thing over the last, whatever, this run, has been that they've been able to not take anything for granted. Like, no small detail gets in the way of their success. And it probably goes back to that championship game you were talking about with D. Ford going off sides. Like, this one little thing in these moments at this level can get you beat. And so that's what makes it impressive is that they've been able to manage those moments as as well as any team I've seen in, in recent memory. You know, easily could have been them. Richie James fumbled. He recovered it. You know, the Niners have a ball go off a guy's leg, and Ray Ray McLeod's trying to pick it up and run with it instead of falling on it, right? Oops. You know, um, Leo Chanel comes in the game to play linebacker because their Niners want to be physical, play a lot of 21 personnel, and forces a fumble of Christian McCaffrey. 
on the first drive of the game when the Niners are going down the field. Like, those things matter. I mean, uh, Jalen Hurts dropping the ball, get, uh, getting stripped by uh, Nick Bolton last year in the championship game. I mean, those, those things add up. I think the average person who doesn't really understand football just thinks, oh, we got Mahomes, we got Reed, we got Kelsey, we're going to win. And it's not, it's, not, it's not high school. It's not college. You have to have your great players play great, but you also have to be able to own the moments when games get won. You know, we talked about Chris Jones started this year and where he was at and what he wanted and what he meant to this team. And, oh, he's not worth it, blah, blah, blah. Are they winning this championship without Chris Jones? No. <laughs> you know, the play against Buffalo when Josh Allen's trying to throw a, 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 a touchdown pass to put them in the lead. Blowing up multiple plays on third down against the Niners. Against the Niners. The, Brock Purdy probably throws two touchdown passes, two more in that game if he's not in his face, including one in overtime, right? Do they win that game if they don't have Mike Pinnell? Mike Pinnell? Yeah. The Beast Pinnell. The Beast, sorry. Yeah. yeah, and so those little things add up over time. And that's what, you know, that's what, you know, you know, Seren and I argued about this in um, on our podcast about, like, the Chiefs and where they're at and what they've done and how it's just they're so much better than everybody else. But I said, if you look at history, history always tells you that timing means a lot to dynasties being what they become. And so the Patriots dynasty started – you know, partly because obviously the AFC East wasn't very good, partly because a lot of great quarterbacks have retired. And I think what the Chiefs have right now is is a group of guys who have been able to take, like you said, Brady left. <laughs> you know, uh, Ben Roethlisberger got old. Uh, you know, who else did Drew Brees? All these great quarterbacks, Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning have moved on, and so they've got. Um, and coaches, too, really. I mean, there's a lot of great coaches that have since left. But they, you know what? They got a two-time MVP in Lamar. Josh Allen's yeah. been terrific. I know Joe Burrow was out this year, but they had to face Joe Burrow twice in the AFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. This new wave, this new group. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and those guys have to figure out how to how to win. Yeah. That, that's the thing that, that this team has, and I think that's the thing that, as great as Mahomes is, I always tell people, don't forget what he stepped into. This team had already won the division twice before he showed up. It, this coach had already been to Super Bowls. I mean, they had a lot of veteran guys. And it doesn't minimize what he's done. He would he put them over the top. But when you're Joe Burrow and you're trying to teach the Bengals how to win games, or you're uh, Josh Allen, you're trying to teach the Bills how to win games. It's that lead, that advantage you get means something. So to be able, the whole point is to be able to take advantage of these moments when they come, to be able to really capitalize when they come. That's how you build a dynasty because you don't get that many opportunities to do it. And I, I do think that we were all on the same page when the Niners remained the favorite in this game. It was said so many times. Yeah, it's not just, oh, there's Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, and Patrick Mahomes, but if you're going to tell me it's a close game at the end, which we yeah. knew we thought it would be. Well. You're going to put your money on Brock Purdy. Not any disrespect to him, yeah. but you're going to put your money on Brock Purdy or Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. What was Patrick Mahomes on the last drive? Eight for eight? No. 25 yards rushing Two or whatever? Two carries to 27 <laughs> yards. Yeah. And, and you know, like, Brock yeah. Purdy was good, yeah. but he didn't get it into the end zone. Well, I, I would say that's the Chiefs' defense. It wasn't Brock Purdy being bad. It was the Chiefs' defense making a play. And the, I the, mean, the Niners didn't make the play. Their defense went Chris, south in the second half. On, on, on third and four. Yep. Yep. Chris Jones blew up the play. Yep. Chris Jones blew up the play. Yeah. The guy was wide open. Right. But, but Chris yeah. Jones blew up the yeah. And again, I've, I've watched a couple of uh, thoughts on why he was unblocked. 
they just said him. Said it, yeah, they said it was like it, a misassignment. Right, because I'm going to guess if there's a guy that you don't want to leave unblocked, it's probably Chris Jones. Mm-hmm. But whatever, that's fine. Uh, but one thing that I and, and again, the psychology of sports. I thought CBS did a great job during that drive by the Chiefs of showing the the 49ers sidelines a couple of times. McCaffrey towel over his head. They didn't want to look because yeah. it was almost they knew. Yeah. Just and I, you know what? Not as a player, but I remember that feeling. You know when I remember that feeling in overtime of the AFC Championship game when the Patriots got the ball first. <laughs> yep. We knew, yeah, and it was the most disgusting, horrible, helpless feeling in the world because yeah. you're watching it, and and you're like, of course he's going to drive right down the field and score, and and you know, and we're Chiefs fans, so we look at it differently, but you know, Forty ers fans, like, oh God, yeah, well, and they, because they knew they had opportunities to not be yeah. in that situation, right? Like you, 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 as that game played out, I'm sure it's probably the same as you guys watched it. You knew. Okay, the Niners first half they controlled the game, but they didn't have enough of a lead to where it made the Chiefs feel uncomfortable. Like they needed to have one more score. They should have been up by ten or fourteen yep. points at halftime. Half time. Yep. And if you get in there and the way let's just be honest, I thought that they physically dominated the line of scrimmage in the first half. And I thought I'll be honest, I felt great, but man, the Chiefs are only down seven. Yep. Okay, because it just felt like it should have. I mean, Nate, Jake, did yeah. you feel that way? I felt like the, the, the Chiefs should feel good that they're not down 10 and they're getting the ball or 14 back. and they're getting the ball back. Right. I mean, my perspective yeah. is. But then the interception got thrown. Yeah. yeah. That's when I was like, okay, if they don't turn this into something, like that's. Yeah. The, the game flipped on the punt return. When the punt return, yep. I fumbled the punt. Yeah. And they got the ball in late and they scored. That flipped the whole game. Giant turnaround. But, but, it, you know? but, but there's it was, so many moments, like you said, because. So you're asking me what my thoughts were at halftime. I have to get up on stage and look at 5,000 Chiefs fans, and I can see all their faces. And I like to look at their faces to see, like, what do they look – because do they look freaked out? Do they look upset? They're down seven at halftime, and everybody was just having a good time because they're like, yeah, the Chiefs have been down ten each of the last two Super Bowls they won, and nobody nobody was upset, nobody was worried at all, and they knew they were getting the ball to start the second half. Now yeah, well, they're also drunk, probably. Well, probably. Nate are the people in the crowd. Probably drunk. What's going on here? But but I, the the where's Tyreek? The, the Super Bowl, the first Super Bowl against the 49ers, when they're down by double digits in the fourth quarter. I looked at that crowd, and everybody was like, "Holy crap, this sucks." That was also in the fourth quarter. That was fourth quarter, but. Um, when they when they had that bad pitch to Pacheco in the first play of the second half, and then throw the pick, that everybody was like, "Oh, this isn't good." And the defense comes out. I mean, them their ability to get a stop. You know, in those moments, they had so many moments in that game where the defense kept because that could have been the turning point in the game right there. But instead, it was when the guy muffs the punt. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah. because they couldn't take advantage. If of they it. go in at seventeen three after that point, I think it's a much tougher yeah. road for the Chiefs to go. Yep. I mean, even blocking the extra point when it was nineteen thirteen, <laughs> it could have been seventeen thirteen to twenty thirteen was was a big deal. I mean, it was there's so. But again, it's just and again, I always laugh when we have these conversations. I mean, obviously, you guys we're, we're having a more nuanced conversation, but people just think it's just like, well, the Chiefs are just better. That's why they won the game. Well, every game that they've won in this game. It's always come down to little stuff. It comes down to Jimmy Garoppolo missing the throw, a wide-open receiver. It comes down to Jalen Hurst dropping the football or James Bradbury holding uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. It's But the thing is, when in a lot of ways, 
the Chiefs' year probably prepared them better for that kind of game because everything that they had going on during the year happened in that game, right? It was the, Mike, the, the, that's the, what, what Mahomes said after the game. Protection like, was going yeah. crazy. They were yeah. yelling at each other on the sidelines. They had turnovers. Um, drop passes. Drop passes. You know, it, it was all the things, but they'd been through it. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't really feel like it overwhelmed them. Uh, but I think a lot of teams that hadn't gone through that kind of stuff, even a team as, as, as experienced as they were, like when you're going through that stuff in the Super Bowl, it can unravel you. Yeah. <laughs> in a hurt. I mean, Isaiah Pacheco dropped the ball twice. Like, yeah. How many times has he fumbled all year? Right. You know? Right. Zero. Yeah. And so it, uh, but again, it's just, I thought it was it was it was the kind of game I thought it would be. I thought it'd be a tight game. I thought it'd be kind of ugly because of the defenses. I thought the Niners would be able to get pressure on on Mahomes. But in the end of the day, like you said, you knew Mahomes if he had the ball, chance to win was going to win because that's what he does. We have Jeff Chidia from NFL Network and NFL dot com in studio. We'll be right back after this on WHB. Welcome back to the show, Jeff Chidia from NFL Network and NFL dot com. We just saw some highlights of the halftime show, Jeff. Thumbs up or thumbs down on I, I, Usher's I, halftime show. I liked it. I'm not a big Usher fan. I'm not, you know, like a lot of his songs are too slow for me. But, for sure. But I thought, like, just the performance in general, I mean, he gave everything. He was like, it was like he's, he was running wind sprints out there doing a combine. Ooh, yeah, like, he roller skates. It looked like my dad eating yeah. some uh, Arthur Bryant's. When you bring out Little John and you bring out Usher at the end and Jermaine Dupree and Will I Am? It was it was cool. I mean, being there, it was. I'm still my favorite halftime show is still Dre and Snoop and Eminem, just because of what they are, how iconic they are in that way. But it was, uh, I was impressed. It was it was a lot of fun. People were happy. What uh, is your reaction to the overtime controversy? We have uh, Tiki Barber outraged, saying that uh, they need to change the rules again. To what? Uh, who, who the hell knows? I don't think he even understands the rules, to be honest with you. Um, but we talked a lot about, uh, do you have the clip there, Jake, of the 49ers players uh, admitting to the media that they did not, uh, they were not aware of, and they did not understand the new overtime rules, while at the same time, Chris Jones, Drew Tranquil, and Mahomes all telling the media that the Chiefs had several overtime presentations about the overtime rules every week of the playoffs, all the way back to training camp, and even twice leading up to the Super Bowl. And they already had their strategy, which they rehearsed, that uh, if they won the toss, they would kick. And then in the event that they uh, got the ball second, if uh, the 49ers scored first and then they scored a touchdown, they would go for two to win it. And so here's uh, was Eric Armstead and Kyle Juszczyk. I didn't even know about the new overtime, uh, playoff overtime rule, so it was a surprise to me. You know what? I didn't even realize that the the playoff rules were different in overtime, so I I assumed you just want the ball because you score a touchdown and win, but I guess that's not the case. Um, so I don't really – I don't totally know the strategy there. No. No, we haven't talked about it, no. And then here's Chris Jones' reaction to the 49ers selecting to take the ball in overtime. What's in your mind when they say they want this ball to start in overtime? They're crazy. They're crazy. Yeah, yeah. Because the overtime rules has changed where both teams get the ball. 
no matter who scores. So, you know, uh, originally you want to let you want to let the other team get the ball, stop them holding the three, so you know where you got. Or if you stop them, they punt it. Then all you have to do is kick three. Jeff Chidia. Yeah, I actually was with Kyle Shanahan after the game, and well, two things. One, there was a lot of confusion in the press box about what the rules were because as the game was winding down, I was like, so what happens if the clock hits zero? They get to keep the ball, and apparently they did. But it was just like just at the end of a quarter. Yeah, so it's you know that was a thing for me. But Shanahan said that his strategy was kick, kick the, I mean, take the ball, try to score, and then if you score seven, it puts pressure on them. If you score three, you hold them to three, you get the ball back the next time. So his and then it becomes sudden death. So his mindset was you're you're taking the ball first, you can get it third. And so I, you know, I didn't have a problem with that. And he also acknowledged that. The um, there's so little da- data on there uh, out it because this is the first time it's ever happened, right? And so I I don't really, um, you know, bash the Niners for not knowing that because players generally are kind of okay. This stuff kind of goes in when you're out the under out the other unless you're actually experiencing it, and we haven't had to deal with this since what um, this whole thing changed because of the Chiefs Bills game right. a few years ago. I don't think and, that's a good excuse, man. Go in one year. This is your job. Yeah, but this is your job to know what the rules of the game that you play are. You know players. <laughs> it's crazy how often professional players don't know the they rules. Don't know it, it's crazy. They, you'd be shocked at how much these guys aren't paying attention. That they expect coaches to tell them that. But the rules. The thing is, where I understand the rules change from the regular season to the postseason. That's a great question. But that's the thing. But they do. They, it's it's a different overtime in the regular season versus the postseason. So, what I'm saying is, if you would see it happen somewhere else. It might be different. You might have a better sense of it because they're the first ones going through it. Now, maybe some coach went to him and said, "Hey, this is what's going to happen in overtime." Blah blah blah. But I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Jake, you remember this? You were a Division One athlete, at least. What? One thing about being a being an athlete, everything's spoon fed. Exactly. You know, like what time do you get up? What time do you have to be to practice? They do your laundry for you. They, they're like every little thing is taken care. of. It's like you focus on your job. You just focus on this part. I'm not saying it's an excuse, no. but it but it explains why so many guys are just like I'll be told what I need to be told when I when I need to be told. <laughs> you know, yeah. but well, you do see the dichotomy between the Chiefs and the 49ers. 100. Well, you might have had some some Chiefs players who might not have known it either. I mean, you got Chris. You we're cherry picking the answers. But Chris Jones did say they had multiple meetings about it. Yeah. Not not just even like a guy coming in to talk to him. He said they they talked over like, hey, this is what we're going to do if this situation happens. Okay. Presentations where the Niners players said we didn't even talk about it. Okay. And I guarantee you that that won't be the case with Shanahan going forward. No, and that's one no. of the things we talk about. Jeff, it, t- it ties into how much experience Andy Reid has to all the failures. Yes. And, and exactly. Shanahan's learning all that stuff right now. Exactly, exactly. And so, and I think as a player, what I'm saying here as a player, and it probably is more on the coach than the player. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And as a player, you're saying that's a coach's decision, like what we're going to do. He's telling us what to do. Like, when I played, coach would always say, we're deferring. <laughs> <laughs> Players don't go out there and say, okay, we won the toss. Here's what we're going to do. They are, coach tells you going out, this is what you're going to do. Except for that dude for the Packers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's he doing out there? <laughs> Jair Alexander. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, no, it does speak to the level of preparation, and it does speak to, um, you know, a lot of people have said that Kyle Shanahan lose this game because of his decisions. I don't know. I think he coached a pretty good game. I thought they had a pretty yeah. good game plan. I think that, look, the Chiefs forced some plays on defense that they made they made better plays in certain situations. You know, the, the fumble punt, you can't really 
do anything about that. They had the ball. If they score a touchdown, you know, if Juwan Jennings gets uh, – Purdy connects with Juwan Jennings and Chris Jones doesn't disrupt the play, it's a different conversation, you know. But, I, but, I, but yeah, when the overtime started, a lot of people where I was sitting were like, why is he not deferring? That doesn't make any sense. So, but that, but it is, you know, it, it made for more theater. And I just, like for me, if there's anyone that understands the importance or the possibility, the strong possibility of, a, of, a, of an overtime in the Super Bowl, there's, 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 there's been one before, and he was a part of it. Yeah. I mean, he was the offensive coordinator yeah. for the Falcons. He would think, you know what? We should probably address this since there's a new rule. Mm-hmm. And that's just, I, I'm with you. It's, it's the coach. Yeah. It's oversight. You know, yeah. it's, in, 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 it's oversight by him and his coaching staff. And also, like Chris Jones said in, in the article in The Ringer, they rehearsed what they were going to do. They knew that if the 49ers scored a touchdown first, then the Chiefs would get the ball. And if they scored a touchdown, they knew they were going to go for two. Yeah. Which can you imagine the drama mm-hmm. of that? Yeah, that would have been. I, I don't want to. I don't want to think about that. But, <laughs> yeah. And that would have been the right choice. But it's also like because we talk about, hey, Brock Purdy actually played a good game, and the last two times he walked off the field, his team had the lead at the end of yeah. the fourth quarter, at the end of, or, and then in overtime. So I've heard a lot of people say, look, he he played well enough to win a Super Bowl. He just went up against Patrick Mahomes. You can say thing about say thing about Shanahan. Coached a good game, yeah. but he went up against Andy Reid, and Andy Reid. That's got how many years of experience in games like this under his belt, and what's it going to be like when Kyle Shanahan's at that point in his career, and yeah. he's going up against a younger? Coach? Yeah, he'll come back from this. I mean, I think they got a great chance of getting back next year because most of that team will will, will stay intact. But it's, you know, it's you, you make a great point about Andy, and I think the, the one of the me- most impressive things about this team this season is it, it, it redefined itself. A couple times. In this game, it redefined itself, right? I mean, how many times have we seen Patrick Mahomes on a design run since he, you know, tore his knee up on on a quarterback sneak? I mean, they're doing it two or three times in this Mm -hmm. game in key moments. And so, you know, they went back to some old plays that they hadn't run in a long time, a lot more of these these mesh concepts to get guys free. And they were struggling off. They were awful offensively in the first half. Yep. Yep. (laughs) You know, And, and, and so they had to come up with ways to offset that, but they didn't force it. And I think in the past you might have seen Andy or, or Patrick try to do too much, and they stuck with what they, what they stuck with Pacheco handing the ball. They stuck with trying to get the ball to Rice and, and Kelsey, and they found ways to create opportunities. Who knew McCole Hardman would, would play a factor in this? They threw the ball to Marquez Valdez Scantling uh, for a touchdown, like all those things. But you go back to whatever it was, the Oakland game back on Christmas Day when they get, got beat and got embarrassed, and. They realize we have to change who we are, and we have to we have to play to our defense. We got to be efficient. We, we we're not going to go out there and blow teams away offensively with this group, but we can still win a championship doing this. And, and they prove that again. That that's they're a lot like the Golden State Warriors of a couple years ago when they were they won their last championship and they were struggling. And they weren't the best team, but they got against the Boston Celtics and they won because they had Steph Curry. They won because guys like Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole stepped up and they found a way to get it done. We have Jeff Chidea in studio back after this on WHB. Welcome back to the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Put a bow on it, Jeff Chidea. The Chiefs, back-to-back champs, three of the last five years, and now with an opportunity to chase a three-peat, something that no team has ever done. Yeah, it's going to be hard. You know, 
winning back-to-back, obviously, is extremely difficult and hadn't been done in 20 years. They got a chance to do it just because of who they are and what they've shown. They can overcome any kind of challenge. But I think betting against betting them against the field in this situation, I, I would be, I wouldn't do that. I think they they'll they might get back, they might make another run. But man, to win three in a row, I just think to have the ball bounce your way and stay out of injuries that that's a lot to ask. Guys are getting older. Chris Jones might not be here. Jerry Steen might not be here. Willie Gay, Drew Tranquil, that defense might look different. Get it while you can is what I would say, and they got it while they could. So to get three in a row would be great, but I'm not going to bet on that. I think Jake and I are. Uh, yeah. every, no after, shock there. After the show. 7-1? to one. Is that what it is? I know, by the way, the 49ers are the favorites to uh, win the Super Bowl next year already. So, Thanks, Las Vegas. Jeff, when will we see you again? I don't know. Depends. It, Jeff. Depends. Maybe combine, maybe draft. I'm around. Are you looking at you my where to find me? I'm guessing we won't see you at the parade. I don't do parades, period. <laughs> I've never been to a parade in my life. There's always a first time. i got a spot yeah, for yeah. you. That's uh, Jeff Judea from NFL Network and NFL.com. Have a great day right here on Sports Radio 810 WHP. Goodbye.